as we get closer and closer to the draft, there's a lot of people considering what are the New England Patriots going to do? Are they going to stay at 15? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade back? Are they going to trade for next year? Those are all the questions that need to be answered. Quarterbacks, receivers, linebackers, defensive tackles. Everybody's in play and every option's in play. And you got to just wonder, what is the best trade option for the Patriots? Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are, dear Pass Nation. It's your boy Ray. I'm with my boy Connor. We're with our girl Sarah, aka you may know me as Shades. You may know him as the Boston Boomer. You may know her as Mick Homer. This is the Dear Pass Nation podcast. Thank you to everybody who is tuning in live. Thank you to everybody who's watching the replay. And thank you if you're listening on the podcast. We are trying to build a community of football and Patriots fans. And this shouldn't have to be said, but we're going to say it anyways. We could never do this without all of you, without our listeners and our viewers. We appreciate everybody who watches and engages with us, even the trolls. If you are watching live, make sure you get involved. Get involved in that live chat. If you couldn't make it live on YouTube, drop a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Hey, and if you end up liking this show, why don't you just hit that like button? Help us build up those analytics. Let more people know about Dear Patch Nation. If you like what you see on this channel, think about subscribing so you don't miss out on any of our content. If you want to connect with us on social media, all the links to our social media pages can be found in the description, no matter how you are watching or listening to this video. And it goes without fail, people, that before I click go live, I say to both Connor and Sarah, are you ready? They both respond to me with yes. And without fail, one of them will move their mic mid my (laughs) intro. And make a <laughs> scraping sound. Today, Connor, it was you. Mm-hmm. It was? It was. Yeah. How's my mic now? Well, no, it's fine, but you moved it to show your face or something in the middle of my intro, so all we heard was <laughs> <laughs> as you dragged your mic across the table. <laughs> as he... Fuck off. <laughs> all right, we're good. It's going to be one of those shows today, people. I can feel it. I can feel it. But without fail, one of these two will move their mic in the middle of my intro. But let's get on to talking about the New England Patriots. And today we are going to be talking about draft options. Why are we going to talk about or draft options, more in particular trade options in the draft? Well, because frankly, there's nothing else to talk about. (laughs) You guys want to talk about Cam Newton some more? You guys want to talk about Justin Fields? You want to talk about Mac Jones, the same subject we've been talking about since free agency? We basically have been talking about the draft, took a two-week break during free agency and went back to the draft again. And I don't want to talk, hey, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, if you guys aren't interested in talking about trades. (laughs) But there are four or five realistic options the Patriots could make during the draft. And I think that 
for the most part, we could say that the Patriots drafts are usually predictable. We know what Bill Belichick's going to do, but I believe we could have said the same thing about free agency. And we couldn't say what we couldn't figure. Would you guys have guessed he was going to spend $160 million in guaranteed money? No, absolutely so, not. Basically, the and for those of you on the podcast, Connor shook his head no. Definitely not. So the options the Patriots have is staying at 15. And for some reason, I feel like that's the least viable option for the Patriots. I feel like that's the one thing they're not going to do is stay at 15. But the Patriots have the opportunity to trade up. They could trade up for one of those top five quarterbacks or they could trade up higher, maybe like to number 10 for maybe a player they want. Like, I don't know, Kyle Pitts or something like that. They could trade back, pick later in the first round, maybe pick up a second round pick this year or next year. They could trade right out of the first round altogether and just pick up a bunch of picks in the second and third round. Some people have suggested the Patriots could possibly trade for next year. Trade the number 15 pick to somebody and pick up a first round pick for next year and address your quarterback next year with two firsts. A lot of options the Patriots could do. Let me ask you guys, and I'll let you fight out to who wants to start. What can you see the New England Patriots doing? What do you think is the most realistic option or what do you believe is the best option for the Patriots during draft day? I think they're going to either move up or move back. I, I kind of don't think they're going to draft at 15. I think they're either going to be really aggressive, move up and take a quarterback, or I think they're going to move back and load up on picks. But I'd be somewhat surprised if they took someone at 15. Although if they do take someone at 15, it seems like they're going to have a decent amount of options. Um, but I, I think they either go aggressive, they move up, draft the quarterback in the top eight, or they move back and they they take someone in the second. It's hard to say because I feel, you know, coming into this, we just go off of what we've seen um, historically with them. So for me, like coming from that angle, I'm like, okay, they're staying at 15 or they're moving back. Like if that's how things would normally go. But I feel it, it's hard to say with everything that's been coming out. I mean, they've been very vigilant with looking into the all of the quarterbacks that could possibly fall to them or they could move up for. Um, so it seems like they're extremely interested in moving up. So that seems the most likely to me. Um, but, you know, with like what we talked about last night, the, the Niners moving up to number three really throws a wrench into the mix. So it's like, it kind of changes a little bit. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they don't move up now. I, I think they should if they like a guy, as we've discussed a million times, if they they like a guy enough to move up or um, trade somehow to get far enough up to get that guy. Um, but I wouldn't be mad if they didn't. I think a lot of people want them to draft a quarterback, but I want them to draft a guy that they actually believe in, like I've said, and not just draft a guy for the sake of drafting a guy because they need a quarterback. Connor, you got anything to say to that? No, I completely agree. I think that they're either going to move up and draft in the first eight, or I think they're going to move back, like I was saying. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I can see it's going to be one of those nights. Yeah, the the Connor was in a good mood last night. He's in a pissy mood tonight, I can tell. Are you pissy tonight, Connor? Sure. Pissy, oh, tired. No. All the above. All the the Red Sox won two games today. We should they be happy. They won two games. They did. They've won nine in a row. And so I almost wore a Red Sox shirt, but I didn't. Nice. So, so they're legit, kid? They're legit, kid. So far, nine and three. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, again, I talked. To, we talked about this to death, and I don't want to get too far into it, but when San Francisco traded up, that threw a total wrench into the quarterback plans, at least from our perspective. Who knows what Belichick is thinking? We can all pretend like we know what he's thinking, but mm-hmm. let's face it. We don't know what he's thinking, but from our perspective, it threw a wrench into the plans. Atlanta, as we always talk about, is that wild card at number four. I've seen people in the chat talking about how they're the perfect team to trade up with, but that's not, you know, we don't even know if they're going to trade out. They were at the Justin Fields Pro Day today. Well, and and Matt Ryan's older. So, I mean, like, they're at a perfect spot to get their future, too. Yeah. It it is, but they're also in a perfect spot to draft a real legitimate weapon and try to go for it now. So there's there's a different philosophy between the coach and the general manager. The general manager wants to build for the future. The coach is like, I want to build for now. I think Matt Ryan's got a couple of years left in him, and we can go forward with him, and we can – you know, get him some, uh, get a Kyle Pitts at number four and let's really, really go for it. So there's obviously a very different philosophy. If they are interested in San Francisco, perhaps, or in, uh, if they are interested in trade or in Justin Fields, perhaps they wait and see what San Francisco does. Uh, a lot of people have Justin Fields going third overall to San Francisco, but there's also been a lot of draft analysts that have them linked to Mac Jones. Not entirely sure why Mac Jones is the hot commodity at least on this podcast i think we've fallen out of love with mac jones and it is what it is on that standpoint so it's it's the wild cards really put in i i think the patriots could trade down i don't think they're going to trade out of the first round i believe they will pick somewhere in the first but they could look at a team like jacksonville who i think has the 25th overall as well flip that 15 for the 25 and a a second round pick or a future pick for next year that's a definite real possibility, and it will it will help the Patriots build some draft capital. It will help Jacksonville expediate their sort of rebuild that they're going through now to build around Trevor Lawrence. Because the wide receiver class is so deep, you could still take Kellen Mond in the second round and turn around and get a good wide receiver in the second or third round as well. So there's a lot of options there. So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Billy Green says, did the Patriots go to Trey Lance's pro day? Uh, join Patreon. Appreciate Thank that, you. Billy. <laughs> they sent somebody to Trey Lance, but wasn't Trey yeah. Lance the same day as somebody else that they went to? I th- Yeah, I think but so. I, I think they were there. I think they were at Trey Lance's pro day for some reason. But I don't think it was any of the big boys, right? Yeah, I don't think so. No. It was they, like a they, scout they, or something. Yeah, they, they did send somebody, though. I do remember that. There were, whoever it was, I don't know if it was a scout or a coach or whoever, somebody from the Patriots organization was at his pro day. Okay, it wasn't a nobody. They sent their most experienced scout to attend yeah. Lance's pro day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's what I thought. A scout. I was like, I don't know. But it but just feels their like most it experience- forever ago. Yeah. It wasn't just a scout, though. They sent their most experienced scout to his pro day, so we can't yeah. diminish that. It was. Yeah, they, yeah. they sent a big name there. So, yes, they did send somebody to uh, – I like – you guys know Trey Lance is my guy. That's the guy that I hope the Patriots send. Interesting that they sent Josh McDaniels to see Josh F- – or to see uh, Fields today and check him out. So, I mean, it's – look, we're what? We're going to be two weeks tomorrow away from the draft starting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can look at another mock draft at this point. Can you guys? No, I was just, I was I've, I've say, seen them all. I, 
I think I saw another one today. I don't know if it was Mel Kuyper's latest one. I want to say it was, but that might be wrong. And his was interesting because he had um, Justin Fields falling to the Patriots. So I was like, I thought that was interesting because I haven't seen that recently. But I guess if we just go off of all of the talk around Fields recently about, you know, his work ethic and blah, 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 blah. If people are really buying into that, I guess. But like, it seems very unlikely but it was just it was interesting they had he, atlanta he, taking pits i think Makes yeah sense. and he didn't have them falling to the patriots i saw that same mock draft too they made oh. a massive trade to get up for justin fields i think oh. they traded with cincy to the fifth for mel kuyper's oh. last draft it no, wasn't okay it, okay maybe i was thinking of something i don't know maybe it was too early this morning and i thought i, I don't yeah. know <laughs> justin fields ain't falling the fifteen. There's no yeah, yeah. way justin fields is falling to 15 no they made a massive trade and i think they traded with cincy to get okay. up to, or maybe it's somebody, but yeah, they traded up for Justin Fields. He didn't fall to 15. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I saw it. It's like I said, I saw it first thing this morning. So I was like, huh? And then I just didn't look at it again. So there'll be won't. a lot of changes in the next two weeks to everyone's yeah. drafts. Oh yeah. Well, and it's like every day, it's just like whatever, whatever is popular in the news that day is what changes a mock draft. Just Very like, true. you know, Justin Fields was like super high up and then all this stuff was coming out about his work ethic. And then he's like, oh, he's falling. And now that it's like coming back up, it's like, no, he's going to be up in the top five. Like, OK, Connor, I'm wondering who you like better. Do you like Mika Parsons better or Micah Parsons better? Which guy do you want to go for? Honestly, I, I was getting ripped about saying Mika, Micah Parsons wrong, but I was talking about Mika Parsons. So I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm more interested in Micah than Mika, to be honest. But it really depends on how well they play in the NFL. I mean, if if Micah's able to cover better than Mika, I think he's going to be a lot better in the NFL. But it, it, it's really going to depend. So I'll, I'll wait and see. But I was I was thinking Micah opposed to Mika. If you get triggered by me saying names wrong, you are on the wrong show because I've been butchering <laughs> names since 2017. So let, let's, you need to just leave if, if you get offended, but I did get a good laugh about it today. And I am, I'm not going to call anybody up by name, but I got a good laugh and I really laughed about it. So I had three different people call me out for saying Micah Parsons wrong, who decided to call me by my first and last name and spelt my last name wrong. Oh, Makes sense. So I found it really humorous that they were getting upset that I said somebody's name wrong and thought they're going to be big shots and use my first and last name and spell my last name wrong. So it was... It was just good. And then Ross was wondering if I'm just making friends again. <laughs> Ross says, need to find a Will for 2.0 for the pass rush. Grab Mon later and draft depth at wide receiver position. Connor, need a substitution? I'll jump in if you need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Ross, you can take over here, buddy. Um, now I've been saying that all along, too. They need a, they need a Will for 2.0. That we need to replace you with Ross? That, too. <laughs> Both. We need a replacement for Will Fork as well, though. Will Fork, man, that's who they've missed. They've never replaced him since he retired or, well, since he moved on to the Texans and then retired. They haven't been able to find that guy in the middle who's who's able to just stuff the run and, and puts the quarterback at the same time. And if you go back to the Connor commentary days, Connor's been talking about Vince Will Fork. I've always been a Vince Will Fork guy. Big, big, big Vince, Vince Wilfork fan. Big Vince is the man. Absolutely. But, but yeah, that's that's my piece too. We talked about that on Patriots Outsider today. I said we need our DeForest Buckner or Aaron Donald or the guy who can get pressure up the middle of the field and get to the quarterback. So it's it's really – but I got something to tell you guys. Really very interesting. So the topic of Patriots Outsider was do the Patriots need another wide receiver or is this wide receiving core good enough to, you know, when you – 
tie in the tight ends and the run games and James White. Are they good enough without one? And we started talking about getting number ones and this and that. And Lawrence just said, we need a, it wouldn't hurt us now that Edelman's gone to get a veteran wide receiver. So I just threw out there, I'm like, what's your, like I said, so what is your, your depth chart? Is it Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers? Then we don't want two, three. And he said, no, I don't see Aguilar getting more than three or four passes a game. Maybe he's just there to take the top off the defense. By the end of this season, Lawrence Owen, an Indianapolis Colts fan who has no homerism at all in him when it comes to New England Patriots, believes that Jacoby Myers will be a legit number one receiver for the New England Patriots. I could see that. I mean, he's definitely trending in that direction last season, and he's obviously young, so I think he still has a lot to build on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he took another step forward. The past two years, he's taken steps forward, and this could be another one in the right direction. And now he's going to have a lot of help, so they're not going to be solely concentrated on him like they were the last year. Well, and then him and Cam already have that developed relationship um, from last season. They've already been working out together, too. So, I mean, it seems like if we look at it that way, it seems the most likely because obviously not every time you trade and pick up guys, they're not the greatest always on their first year with the team. But, you know, I mean, it's possible. He watches film and stuff. So I'm like, if he's saying that, then maybe it's true. I wouldn't be mad about it. That's for sure. Can you guys hear my dog barking? Yeah, yes. your dog's going nuts. Yeah, she's and, she's expressing her distaste for Julian Edelman retiring. Nobody's doing anything. That makes though. sense. I'm getting very makes frustrated. Sense. I can hear them just going, "Jojo's like somebody get up." <laughs> um, guys, I need to tell you right now that support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. When was the last time you could see behind the bushes, Connor? For everybody who's new, when's the last time you could see behind your bushes? 1988. 1988. Connor, did you know that when you clear the bushes, the tree stands taller? I've heard the rumors. So why don't you clear the bushes, man? I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to buy the lawnmower 3.0. Okay, I get that. But why haven't you done it up till now? That's a good question. I need a I need a promo code so I can get a discount. Okay, so what I was trying to lead Connor into is were you nervous <laughs> about cutting yourself, tugs, razor burn, rash, all the stuff I've been talking about for a week? You know, were you worried about all that kind of stuff? I was, I was really nervous. Okay, this is not the clip I'm going to send Manscaped. But I want everybody <laughs> to know, if you're nervous about your nether regions, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released its new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer has cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to its advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. There's also They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. When you use their trim brushes, the tree stands a little taller. Now, when I tell you that this is premium, I mean it's premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about that charging stand. 
Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life changing product and i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself trim that junk of yours get 20 percent off plus free shipping when you use the code ray route over at manscape.com level up your hygiene routine with the best manscaping tools your balls will thank you again get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code ray route that's r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h what is it connor R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Using the promo code RayRoute, trim your junk with Manscaped. And don't forget to get yourself in shape and hook up with our partners over at the Iron Concrete Weights. It's time for us all to get back into shape, but the gyms are closed again and commercial weights are too expensive. Guys, don't pump iron, pump concrete. Iron Triangle Concrete Weights are handmade and only a dollar a pound. Visit their Instagram page over at Iron Triangle Concrete Weights or email an order to irontriangle2021 at gmail.com and squash that COVID-15. Hey, tell them Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off your order. Stop pumping iron and visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Get yourself some cheap weights over there. All right, so Billy Green says, what are the top five needs in the draft? Join Patreon. Appreciate that. <laughs> top five needs. That's a, that's a big need because I don't think there's really, uh, except for a couple of positions, it's more depth. But I'll start with you guys. What, what do you think are the top five needs in the draft this year for the Patriots? Yeah, five is a lot after what they did in free agency. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for like depth pieces more. I'm going to say quarterback, obviously, is a need offensive uh offensive line defensive line um middle linebacker at some point somebody who's going to replace um Dante Hightower obviously and then from there I'll I'll say wide receiver so those are kind of the five needs um yeah I would say even possibly cornerback just depending on what's going on with JC Jackson if they're bringing him back what they're going to do with um Gilmore whether or not they're going to re-sign him or they're going to trade him not a bad idea but yeah i mean i feel like the main one i don't know that there's like five dire needs but definitely quarterback and the other ones you know as they've already said are depth at this point because they have signed quite a few guys in free agency that they have for a few handful of years so that's not something that you have to super worry about right now um but yeah like quarterback wide receiver might wouldn't be bad cornerback wouldn't be bad what do you think ray yeah, the quarterback position is obviously one of their biggest needs. I think that wide receiver depth is obviously another big piece. I agree with you that getting cornerback depth will be very important. Linebacker is going to be a very important position and also defensive tackle, interior defensive tackles is going to be an important position. I also think if we're going to get outside of the top five, I, I don't even know if I'd put that in that order of top five. Quarterback probably sits at number one, but outside of that, it can probably be interchangeable. Offensive line depth is going to be very important, and they need to find a kicker at some point. Nick Folk is 57 years old. He's going to be 90 next year. They need to replace him eventually. I know he's a legend, but you know legends do eventually die, and he will die soon, so he needs to figure, they need to figure something out with the kicker position. He's got a couple good years left in him. He's 36, bro. He's nice and young. He can yeah. he, he can go till 40. 
Yeah, kickers can go for a long time. That's a thing, right? Because they're just kicking footballs. Yeah, as long as he has another good season, I'd be on that boat. I mean, it is Nick Folk. We, I get it, but you know, I mean, Connor, can I ask you an honest question about Nick Folk? Nick Folks don't grow on trees. I know they don't grow on trees, but outside <laughs> of do they grow on trees? Like, to be realistic with me, because let's think back to last year before he became a legend. Yes. Okay? And what our thought, what we thought about Nick Folk prior to the season starting. What is his leash this year for you in misses? Like, how many, t- when does he, when, how many extra points does he have to miss at the beginning of the season? And, you know, like 40 yard field goals before he's no longer legend status for you. Like how much leeway are you going to give him? Inside, if it happens, if in, it happens. In, inside 40 yard field goals and extra points, I would say three or four. Three combined? Like combined. Like- yeah. So if he misses an extra point, then he misses a 36 yard field goal. Then he misses another extra point. At that point, I will be very concerned. And he'll lose his legend status in your mind? He will deteriorate very quickly. Yes, he would, there'll there'll be there'll be issues with Mister Folk if that's to happen, no, which no. I'm not predicting. I think he's going to hit every field goal. I don't think he's ever missed inside 40 yards in his entire career, in like 40 years. So we'll we'll see though. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ross says couldn't get to Gillette Stadium. Sarah, sorry, no squirrel. Oh, it's okay. Um, they gave me their email and told me to email them. The pro shop did. So maybe nice. they're going to help me out. I know. And then I, I liked that this girl, she was like, I just got back from the shop. And she like posted a picture of hers. And I was like, girlfriend, why are you retweet- responding to my tweet where I asked someone to get me one? And you're like, look, I got one. And I was like, it's very cute, but I wish you could have gotten me one. I tried but- to order you one online, but they didn't I have know. any. I saw it on Instagram that they uh, only have them at the physical store. So that's why I was like, hey, guys, who wants to go for me? And they responded to my tweet like, here, email us and we'll try to take care of you. I'm like, "Okay, cool. So fingers crossed. Okay, so I'm going to explain something to you both. Okay. Okay. When we have a show like this, not everybody follows you on Twitter and or or people who do worked all day today and Mm -hmm. weren't really on Twitter. And have like someone like me and have no idea what you guys are talking about. And you just spent three minutes confusing probably 90% of the audience for real. What the hell are you talking about? Okay. So they got to pay closer attention. Yeah. The Patriots pro shop posted a picture um, advertising like, oh, go buy Edelman stuff. Cause you know, like he's retiring. So they were promoting this stuff and in their promotional photo. They had like a Jersey and whatever and whatever other stuff they had. And they had this little squirrel stuffed animal that's wearing a Patriots shirt with red gloves and is holding a football. And I was like, I literally just bought a random squirrel stuffed animal from Amazon just to add to my shelf. And so I was like, Oh my God, I need this. And then I looked on the website. They didn't have it. So I trolled and rolled through the Instagram comments and they said to someone else, it's not on the website. You can only get it at the store. So I tweeted it, tagging them saying like, can someone head to Gillette and just get me this squirrel? Cause I need it. Um, And then no one did. They liked the tweet, but no one did. And then the Patriots pro shop just gave me their email so that I could email them and maybe they can send me one. I don't know. We'll see, but yeah, sorry for the confusion, but yeah. So if you guys want the squirrel, you have to physically go to the pro shop at Gillette. It's a squirrel with red gloves and uh, an Edelman jersey. It's. I think it's just a Patriots t-shirt. I think it's just like a t-shirt with the Patriots logo on it. But yeah, it's supposed to be like the Edelman squirrel with the red gloves and he's holding a football. I'm pretty sure I just found nice. it on Amazon. Really? Yeah. On Amazon.ca. Oh. 
Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. I'm gonna I I emailed them I think when they were past like store hours, so they haven't answered me yet, but I'll have to see what they say tomorrow, hopefully. Cause it would be pretty cool if they send me one like from just my tweet. I was not expecting that at all. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> Five minutes later about a squirrel. Sorry. I'm gonna be honest, I could have lived without that story. It okay, was, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Hopefully you get the squirrel. Yes. Billy Green says, Gunner evolves into the next Julian Edelman hot take. First of all, hot take Thursday is tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You're early with your hot take. Secondly, no. No. Just like not every seventh-round quarterback mm. is going to turn into Tom Brady. Not every special teamer is going to turn into Julian Edelman. If you actually ask Lawrence, Kendrick Bourne is probably the Julian Edelman replacement. Yeah, that's what I just saw. Someone said in the chat, too, that he's going to be the main slot guy. I think Gunner is just going to continue being a special teamer. I mean, he he did pretty well last year, especially as the season went on. And to me, it just makes the most sense. I mean, they barely used him offensively um, other than the random few times, especially with Stidham in there. So one would assume that they're just going to keep him uh, to return punts and kicks and stuff. So that's that's what i'm expecting i don't really think he's going to take over for julian edelman but i mean who thought julian edelman was going to take over for wes welker when he was drafted in the seventh round Mm -hmm. so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens maybe he can i'm not going to come out and say he definitely can't but i would be surprised i think he's going to be a special teamer Mm -hmm. well i don't want to talk about replacing edelman yet guys he just he retired two days ago i don't want to talk about that yet well as i said on the on on the uh, podcast before this we have to right this point uh, it's yeah. the, the season starts soon OTAs start soon camp starts soon we can't sit on our morals or you know be in wide receiver purgatory for 3 years you know mm-hmm. it's we have to talk about replacing Julian Edelman uh, the patriots got to talk about replacing Julian Edelman they got to replace him in 2 weeks yeah you know do we want to be like Gronk where we don't replace him for 2 years and we have another year as, of Ryan Izzo as our number 1 tight end no, because we don't want to move on. It's, yeah. you know, it is. I love Jules. Just my favorite player, but he's not a Patriot anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always going to be a Patriot, but he retired. He's no longer an active Patriot. That's what we can call him. We have to move on. We have to go forward. We have to see something. Um, I, I, I'm trying to get to last week's <laughs> show's comments. Joe says, or King Cato says, Myers look like done for the first five weeks. So maybe Bill slept on Gunner. I mean, maybe I feel, I don't know. It it feels like he just felt more comfortable with him being on the special teams because they really only threw him in there very, very seldomly. And he seemed to get more actual playing time when Stidham was in. So I don't know if there just wasn't a good connection between him and Cam or they just prefer him as a special teamer. I don't know. I don't think they slept on Gunner. Jacoby Myers in his first preseason when Jared Stidham was throwing the football actually looked phenomenal mm-hmm. i mean that's why when he wasn't starting a lot of people were calling for jacoby myers to start i can't stress this enough to people just because somebody wears a patriots jersey doesn't mean they're going to be good right like yeah. i remember a, a few years ago i think it was actually the super bowl year i was heading into the chiefs game and people were you know talking smack and i saw somebody on twitter respond with 
They were like, the Patriots have no receivers. And he responded with, yeah, Julian Edelman, Court Daryl Patterson, Philip Dorsett, like listen all these receivers. And, and like the guy's like, are you seriously thinking people are supposed to be intimidated by Philip Dorsett and Court Daryl Patterson? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, look at the end of the day, if they believed in Gunnar Oshesky and you had the combination of Myers and Oshesky, you don't go out and get Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, mm-hmm. right? You just don't do it. It's they don't. Gunnar Oshesky is a special teams guy. I'm sorry for anybody who, you know, Ross saying here, stop killing my dream shades. Gunner mm-hmm. 2021 again, just Maybe. because he's wearing a Patriots jersey doesn't mean he's a good player. Right. Well, and he needs to go where he's best. If he's best being a special teamer and he's thriving as a special teamer, contributing and doing well for the team, if that's what he's supposed to do and that's what he's doing well at, then I'm all for it. I'd rather him stay there than trying to force him to be a receiver because that's originally what he was supposed to be brought in for. Joe says, yeah, but there was no reason to think Myers was going to be good as he was last year based on his first preseason. Yes, he was. Connor. From week one till five, how often do we say, where? why are they not playing Jacoby Myers? Yeah, I, I remember wondering and where he was in the beginning of the season. Why are we just talking about his first preseason? How about his first season in the league when everybody got hurt and Jacoby Myers was actually the only quarterback catching the football? Right. Yeah, Brady actually threw it to him quite a bit at the end of that 2019 season once everyone was gone. So I, I was looking for him in the beginning of the year last year. Um, the Patriots are always funny with their roster in the beginning of the year as well. I think they wanted Nikhil Harry to work so badly. Right. You know, and it really wasn't until Edelman got injured that, that Myers got his chance. Mm-hmm. And twice now, in two seasons, he's proven that he can do it. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, yeah, there's no reason for us to think he's not going to do it this year. Yeah. Well, and like I said, having the quarterback of last year come back, it, it would assume we would assume that it's just going to strengthen their connection and hopefully improve and get even better. I, don't, I can't address the Gunner thing anymore. I see the other comment, Joe. They went out and got Amendola because they didn't think Edelman was a good player, which you're making an assumption that wasn't said. Again, you're making an assumption again. Edelman almost became a giant in 2013. But, you know, you kept telling me about Ryan Izzo as well. And then they went out and drafted two tight ends and then signed John Smith and Hunter Henry. Gunner's a special team guy. Why isn't Matthew Slater? What real opportunity did Matthew Slater get as a wide receiver? Yeah, he almost was never really out there as a wide receiver. I never really remember him being involved. I know they put him out there at one point. I think it was in the playoffs on one play versus the Broncos. But other than that, I never really remember Slater being a wide receiver. No, it's just because like it's Gunner's a special team guy. And he got and and Gunner got his chance to go out as a receiver in Mm -hmm. 2019 with Brady throwing the football and he didn't look good. And then well, he and lost he, his opportunity. And look at what happened last year. He made all pro. So, I mean, if that's what he was going to be doing good at, I think we should just embrace that. I mean, I don't know that he would be adding that much from what we've seen. I don't know that he would be like drastically improving this offense right now. Like, I think he's fine where he is. If, if this offense was hanging its hat on Gunnar Osaski being that guy, oh, like they'd, 
they'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much, very much so. I don't think Gunner is going to be involved as a starting wide receiver. No. I'd be a little bit nervous if he, if that was the plan that he's going to be. I like him as a number four and as a special <laughs> teamer. As a number two who's going to start every week, I'd be a little bit nervous. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but like at the beginning of the season last year, even as a punt returner and stuff, I was like not digging him at all. Kick, and I was like, I would returner, be fine. I hated him. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah was, punt, punt returners. I thought he was a great punt returner from week one. Kick returns yeah, was awful. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kick returns. So that's why I was he, like, kept returning them from like eight yards deep yeah so yeah fingers crossed that gets better this year too especially if they're going to be using solely him they don't really seem to have anyone else that they've been using i mean that could change obviously but we're gonna need that to be a lot better this season for sure and i also want to point out too when it comes to when it when it comes to edelman edelman started as a cornerback for the mm-hmm. Patriots. So it's not like he came in as a receiver right off the hop. Yeah. And, and Jules was actually getting snap times as, as a, as a cornerback. And then they converted him to wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, they, I think, they used him all over the board in the beginning. Yeah. Billy green says, Harry is going to have a great season. No pressure. I hope you're right. That would be great. If we can see a drastic improvement, then by all means, I think it would be good. I mean, I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a little bit more recently about people being a little bit more excited or hopeful for Harry. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm not saying I'm seeing like a ton of it. I'm just I just saw a couple things today. But um, hey, I'm for it. If they can do that, that just adds to it. So I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. My manager told me the other day he predicts Nikhil Harry will have 50 catches and 600 yards. I don't know oh. about that, but all right. It, How we'll, many touchdowns? We'll, we'll see. He didn't He didn't specify in the touchdowns. I'll have to oh. ask him. <laughs> Which team? <laughs> I mean, hopefully ours if he does well. Yeah, exactly. If he does well, hopefully it's still with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If not, he can go hurt. to Arizona. <laughs> I, have, I have no faith in my Toronto-born brother. Yeah. Mm. Same hospital, guys. Same hospital. But faith is slim. Yes. And again, I don't blame Nikhil Harry for Belichick reaching on him. Yep. I think if you're going to be mad about Nikhil Harry being a first round draft pick, you got to be mad at Bill Belichick, not Nikhil Harry. Like he, I mean, of course, he, he would have wanted to go first overall, like every NFL player. But what was he going to do when Bill calls him and says, Hey, you're going to be a New England Patriot? Say, No, I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know, make sure you take somebody else. It's Nikhil takes, uh, Nikhil takes a bad rap a, a lot of times for being a first round pick. He's a bust, yeah. absolutely, but it's on Belichick, not on Harry. Yeah, he was the 32nd overall pick. Obviously, that all anyone in New England looks at is saying, oh, he was our first-round pick, which obviously he was one pick away from being a second-round pick. But that's all any of the Patriots fans see is he was a first-round pick and he hasn't panned out, and it's been two seasons. So people are obviously down on him. 
Hey, we want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members over at patreon.com slash Sports, Guys, as you know, for only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash Sports. We don't have any tiers where we charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier that costs $5, and you'll get five webcasts a week, and you can participate in a Patreon-exclusive live stream Every second Friday, we will be having one this Friday at 8.30 p.m. exclusively for all the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members over at Patreon. You can hang out in the chat or you can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get that content, you have to join the club and you can only do that by going to www.patreon.com slash Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left a link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening to this video and we also want you to hear from our partners over at the rocky mountain barber company visit rockymountainbarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair beard and skin get their small batch all natural beard bombs and oils pre-shave oils lotions hair products razor blades and so much more visit rocky mountain barber company and use the promo code rayroute and save five percent off all your orders get your small batch hygiene products at rockymountainbarber.com Connor, you want to pick out some chat questions here? Because I've given up on trying to go back to the comments from yesterday's show. Oh, hold on. Okay. Do we have, here Thank we you, Billy Green. Great show. Big fan. Join Patreon. Connor for Connor for president. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Green. I'll start my campaign tomorrow, although. You're running I against don't... me. You were supposed to be running as my vice president, and now you're running against me? I think it's going to be difficult for us both in 2024 because you're in Canada and I won't be of age. But pretty pretty soon. One of these, one of these years. That's why you're not. I run. That's why you're not running for president 2024. That's why I'm running for president, and you're going to be my that's vice right. president. And then I'm not going to go for two terms. I'm only going to go one term. Okay, that's and then, fair. Then you can run the next one. You can go for it. So it's Ray 2024. Ray Ray Connor 2024. Because why would we use our last names? That's a good point. Last and, names are overrated. And out of everybody in this chat in this podcast right now, there's only one of us that's been a, has one official vote. As a write-in to be president in the United States. That's true. Sarah, unless we don't, there's something we don't know. Has anyone voted for you, you think? Um, not that I'm aware of. So. All right. <laughs> All right. Then it's a fact. I mean, Fasil is saying he'd vote for me in 2032. I don't know how old he thinks I am, but I'm not <laughs> that far away from being able to run. Nice. Uh, but thank you. I appreciate it. We've got a lot of support in this chat for presidents on this group here. We do. Yeah. It's a lot would, right now. <laughs> let's see. We got one here from uh, Fernando T. He says, I don't believe Nikio is a bust. First year in the league, he was out for like, what, six, seven games. And then this year, he had Cam throwing him the ball, and he was never comfortable with the offense yet. Um, you had yeah, a season a and a half tough. to get you had a season yeah. and a half to get comfortable with the offense. Right. Maybe, and again, maybe it's because our expectations of Nikhil Harry were too high. And I can accept that as well. Maybe we looked at this whole situation with the killer. Maybe because he was taken 32nd overall in the first round, Belichick has never taken has never taken a wide receiver in the first round. I think maybe, and look, I was right on the Nikhil Harry bandwagon. I sat on this channel pre Connor and Sarah, pre everybody talking about how Nikhil Harry, oh, we finally got this kid. He's going to be a stud. He's going to, you know, Nikhil Harry is going to, he's going to be great in the end zone. 
and here or red zone, end zone, whatever. He's going to get touchdowns. And then here we are again. Can you call him a bust? Yeah. But again, be mad at Belichick, not at Harry. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you made a good point about that too. I mean, like, yeah, he gets a lot of um, the flack for it, which, and to some degree it makes sense, but yeah, he, it's not like they, and none of them choose where they're, where they're drafted. So, I mean, like if most of the time they want to be drafted in the first round, of course, but I mean, it wasn't like you said, he's not going to say to Belichick, no, can you wait like for 10 more picks? That's not happening. Like, of course he's going to take it. And especially from the Patriots at that time, who would turn that down? Right. Yeah. And it was for me last year, we came in, giving him a lot of hypes, giving him an opportunity to, to, you know, kind of redeem himself after he had a tough second half of the year, but he, he didn't look good last season. If he makes the team this year, I'll give him another chance. But la- last year, he really struggled, and I I had high hopes for him. So, we'll we'll see. They got to cut ties with him if he still struggles. Shades twenty twenty should be a slogan. It absolutely should. Or twenty twenty four. It should be a slogan and a t shirt. Slogan and a t shirt. Touche. Ray, you think that Isaiah Zuber will make the team? Isaiah Zuber is an interesting one because honest, honestly, no. Or if he does, in in probably the same reduced capacity he did last season. Yeah, but he's the guy that they kind of used in different situations where he was taking those end arounds. That's where he was the most effective. And then he just they sort of it's like they had three plays drawn out for him, used those three plays, and this had nothing left for him after that. It was really strange how they used Isaiah Zuber. Yeah, I I predict him being used in the same fashion as he was last season. He's a guy that'll bounce back and forth between the practice squad and the active roster. Maybe he'll get a couple end arounds here and there, and they'll use him when people are injured at some point. But I see him teetering between the practice squad and the number five, number six wide receiver again. So he was targeted twice last year for two catches for 29 yards. Nice. And he ran the ball twice for 21 yards. I would, yeah. What did, what did he play? Two games? Four. Four games. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I could see that being very similar to exactly what happened last season. If people get injured, he's a good guy to bring up off the practice squad, but I don't see it being much more than that. Well, and that'll depend too. Like, I wonder if they're going to do the same um, format with the practice squad this year because of COVID last year, it was a little different. So I'm wondering if it's going to be the same or something similar to that again this year. I mean, especially with a lot of players already coming out saying that they won't be attending voluntary um, workouts and whatnot. So, I mean, it it seems like it's leaning that way, but um, yeah, I think, I think they should do that again. So my Patriots update says Josh ruined Harry. Probably. I don't think you can, we blame Josh McDaniels got (laughs) blamed for Cam Newton. He got blamed for everything. You cannot blame Josh McDaniels for Cam Newton. Yeah. There, there are some things that it just goes beyond the, the play calling. Obviously I think he could have done something, get him a little bit more involved, but if he's not getting separation and he lacks explosiveness and he's just, overall not performing there's only so much you can do with the play calling i mean if he's not playing that well josh mcdaniels could design the best play call in the world for him and it just won't be executed well and maybe they liked what they saw on tape of him and it just didn't translate to the nfl i mean i don't know i mean if they if they liked him enough to draft him they saw something that they liked but i mean if they're not getting the same production once he's on the team, I mean, I don't know if that can really be blamed solely on 
McDaniels. Well, he's solely on the team because he nailed the interview. Yes, I, I, I had that in the back of my mind. Yeah, good interviewer. So he should yeah. be fine after after his NFL career. He should land a job immediately with those interview skills. Yeah, so he'll be able to interview and he'll probably get the job wherever. But yeah, it's like we've we've all heard the stories of scouts storming out of the room because they couldn't believe that Belichick didn't select Debo Samuel or uh, Brown and decided to go with Nikhil Harry basically because he really like Belichick really liked him and thought he was, you know, mentally built for the Patriots. And I think it was Sims who was talking about that. Just basically like the Patriots are so focused on the mental toughness and the, and the mental aspect, which is important to be a part of the Patriots organization, but they're so focused on it that a lot of times they leave the best talent there because they're so focused on all the other stuff. And I believe that's why they're, they're hoping that Belichick does take a different approach, listens to his scouts and actually goes with the best talent available. Yeah. Which is what's supposed to be trending this year, at least based on what we've read. Yeah. And it seems like they did that a little bit better in free agency this year i mean they were picking up people that we didn't think that they would be interested in or or the fact that they brought in both top tight ends i mean the fact that they were able to do that is insane enough so hopefully that'll continue to trend to, um in the draft as well so i'm not even going to try to say this guy's name i'm going to leave this one to you guys so you can deal with the wrath of the comment section jeremiah owusu koromoa that's not, that's what i'm going to say J.O.K. Yes. I'd like someone to tell me if I butchered it or if I didn't. I'm calling it. Tr- I tried J-O-K. hard. Owusu, Owusu, Koromoa. Sounds Hawaiian, but I'm not sure. Can you I'm, look at him? I'm looking up his draft profile. Fasil said it was perfect. Wow. I feel like I need McChicken in here. You hit it on the nose. Perfect, Sarah. Yeah. Look wow. at me. Wow. Fasil says names wrong all the time. So I know that's why I said I felt like where's McChicken? I feel like he would tell me. <laughs> a couple other people though down yeah. here. Dennis is mm-hmm. perfect. So JOK says it says JOK projects as an impact defender at the NFL level. There's an undeniable level of explosion to his game that helps okay mask the limitations of his game on account of his stature. An ideal match for a team perspective would be one that wants to stay in their base defense personnel at higher than average rate. Where OK's versatility can shine brightly against spread sets. There's plenty of experience playing as a pressure player up the middle and even as a oh, even as a third safety who is walked outside the hashes and taking man-to-man reps against wide receivers from the slot. Uh, He has a big step forward in his game in 2020 and was in several contests, several contests, the best football player on the field. Their grammar is awful in this here. Mm -hmm. He moves at a different speed than his teammates and his instincts find the football and make big plays undeniable. They butchered this. They don't usually write like this. The more you watch, the more you love. Just don't ask him to play a traditional stack role or attempt to work him on as the Mike linebacker for sustained optimal success. Ideal role, a base 4-3, so he already doesn't fit because the Patriots play a base 3-4. Uh, moves in the box, safety, and sub packages. I mean, so, the chat really likes him, but... They, they do, but he's... 
the the Patriots primarily play the Patriots primarily play a three four. Mm-hmm. He plays a four three. Yeah. Maybe they'll probably will draft him because then I got to say his name for the next ten years. I'm gonna need to hear from Mick Chicken before I, you know, Mick Chicken's not even on tonight. I don't know where he is. Most people said Billy Green said I did it right. I said it right. Dennis said I did it right. Fasil said I did it right. I'm just gonna go with that. So if he gets drafted, we'll have you say his name for us. Okay, I can do that. I was just gonna say, are you still on this? Yes. (laughs) Chevy says OBJ for the 15th pick and Nikhil Harry. What do you guys think? Sure. I'm the, down. I'm ready to. That, I'm ready to do it if they want to do it. Yeah, I don't know that the Browns would agree to it. I mean, it's not uh, not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, Nikhil's young. Uh, they seem to not be loving OBJ, um, and they were fine basically without him for last season. Um, so I wouldn't be mad about it. That's for sure. I just don't know if they would be completely on board with it. But I, I'm, I'm for it. We've been talking about it for how many years now that we want OBJ on the Patriots? So, I would trade Nikhil Harry for a Big Mac and a warm Coke. Oh my gosh! They nice. wouldn't even have to throw in the ice. So I'm not. Yeah, I mean this. Fair. I I, w- I think that. Uh, I wonder if you would need a first for OBJ. Right. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Like, did, I they wonder even, if- did they give up a first for OBJ? Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, I'm wondering if you could get away with a second. Maybe not. Because the thing is, is Cleveland doesn't have to trade him. That's the big thing. Because they don't have to trade him. They could demand a first. But I'd give a first to Nikhil Harry. Even if they just said, just give us a first. I'd say, take Nikhil Harry. Right. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, just send us a first. No, no, Take. We'll give you a first to Nikhil Harry. <laughs> you know what? I think you're giving us too much. Just give us a first. I'd be like, no, no, no. Just take, take you know. <laughs> take take Nikhil in a first, send us OBJ, and uh, I don't know. Do you have any like old footballs that don't hold air anymore? You know that we can <laughs> recycle for you. We'll, we'll take those as well. Yeah, they might force Nikhil Harry to come back. <laughs> the the clause in the in the trade is at any point they want they'll they can send Nikhil they Harry send back, back to England. <laughs> Return the, the sender. Cleveland will keep the salary. I'm I on board mean. with that. But yes, I yeah, I would I would any package that includes moving Nikhil Harry out, I would do. He, that kid needs a new start. He needs off the Patriots. He's he's not very good. And maybe if he goes to a different system, it could be used a different way. Convert him to tight end, water boy, whatever they want to do. But nice. Yeah. Rough. Well, what do you want? You want a guy who can't get open? You want no, a guy meant, who can't I win a jump that- ball? Who's spo- He's supposed to be known for catching footballs, having tons of yak yards because of his strength and going up and winning jump balls. He couldn't do it with Cam. People want to blame Cam? Fine. What was the difference when Brady was there? You know, he had the greatest quarterback in the world throwing to him. Mm-hmm. He's had a season and a half. He's digressed throughout seasons. Nikhil here he's done. Done with, like... He's not he's probably the most disappointing first round pick that in my eyes because I'm always a guy who stays even keeled when it comes to draft picks. I never get too high, too low, and I got so high on Nikhil Harry, so maybe I'm bitter by that standpoint, but I have no faith in Nikhil Harry. Okay. Um Yeah, I have very okay. little. 
Yeah. Mike is blaming Bell or uh, McDaniel, saying can't stand him. Overrated offensive coordinator. I think mm. that's a bit of a stretch, my friend. But do you know what's where I think he is a little bit overrated? Is is being a quarterback coach? Mm. He hasn't developed any quarterbacks outside of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He did a piss poor job with cam newton last year as an offensive coordinator now cam didn't help yeah. him any i think they, they both should take equal blame on that but he did nothing mm-hmm. to help cam newton did nothing to help jared stidham he couldn't really run an offense with tim tebow josh mcdaniels is a little uh josh mcdaniels is questionable of what his prowess is let's see what he can do this year give yeah. him the same benefit of the doubt you're giving cam newton that he's yep. going to have weapons this year. He can get more creative, and we'll see what happens. This the is year the of no excuses. excuses. I know. I, was, I knew Connor was going to no say because you loved that line. You it, loved that line. <laughs> that includes Josh McDaniels as well. It's the yeah. year of no excuses for him. The entire, to, the entire, the entire Patriots. team. There's nobody on this team that should be able to come out and have an excuse. So mm-hmm. Cam Guys. Newton, Josh McDaniels, Nikhil Harry, all the above. Guys, there are different ways that you can support Deer Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do it in style is by visiting the Deer Pats Nation merch shop over at www.teespring.com slash store slash DPN. You can get this shirt here. You can get some hoodies, get some other stuff. Hey, when you're there, check out all the newest apparel, including the no sources exclusive t-shirts that are only available until april 30th get your hands on the ray no sources t-shirt ignore the other one we saw tons of other t-shirts hoodies coffee mugs at the dear pats nation merch store by visiting www.teesprings.com slash store slash dpn for your convenience we've left a link to the merch store in the description wherever and however you are listening or watching this show connor do you want to don't answer that, Connor. Don't ruin it. We appreciate the we appreciate the the chat, but that's going to end the show. That's going to end the show if Connor answers it. So we can. I appreciate answer. that, Mister Billy Green. I think Billy Green, Billy Green's big on Patreon, so he he might want it then, so we can hop on there. I guess possibly. He loves you. Yeah, appreciate, I will say, appreciate though, all those shoutouts, Mister Green. I will say though that for the last two days, I have forgotten to post a Patreon link at night, and I've had to put it out in the morning for both days. So we've, oh. always, we've been a day late every day. Touché. It gets over pretty late. So, all right, Not let's finish. With, let's finish with a couple more questions, and then we can go. All right, we got Wade here. Wade says Harry could be converted to something else: tight end, running back, or defensive back. He clearly had the talent to make it to the NFL in the first place. Give the kid a break. Oh, um, Nikhil Harry is a trillion times the athlete that I am. Yeah. He had a, um, you know, but you can give him a break, but if he's not performing at his position. Yeah, I mean, running back or defensive back, I don't see it. Tight end, maybe if he put him some weight, he might be able to be, you know, somewhat of a tight end. It might be worth a shot, but I don't think he's going to become a running back or a defensive back. I don't, I think know, I don't know. Slow to be a running back. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think you got to have a lot more explosiveness to, at running back and defensive back. I don't know if he's ever played defense or anything. I make him but, a strong safety. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a break this season if he makes the team and he plays. I'll give him, a, I'll give him a chance. But if it's week five, week six, and it's the same thing as the past two years, then at some point you have to stop giving him a chance. Well, and camp is going to be very telling. He the, the mm-hmm. camp is going to be very important for him this year. I mean, except for the I fact agree. that if they keep him on the books, he costs them virtually nothing. So if he makes a team, 
no one should riot because <laughs> I mean, cutting him, I mean, it's yeah, not like they need to. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be a big off season for him to prove himself before um, because he could make the team and then just be a bench warmer. So. I think they, no, but I disagree with you. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think they may have to okay. cut him. If you keep Nikhil Harry, then you have to cut another receiver. And don't think about drafting one and don't think about bringing somebody in. You can't carry 14 receivers on the team. You can only carry so many receivers. So you know Aguilar is going to be there. You mm-hmm. know that Kendrick Bourne is going to be there. You know Jacoby Myers is going to be there. You know Shesky is going to be there because he's a special teamer. If Matthew Slater returns, he's going to be there because he's a special teamer. I, they might bring in Isaiah Zuber. They could draft another quarter or another wide receiver. We've heard that they're interested in bringing back Demir Bird to have another guy taking the the top off the defense from the other side. So no, Nikhil Harry to keep him just because he's cheap to keep could cause a problem when you're looking at other roster positions, keeping a guy on the roster and cutting somebody who could actually impact this team is ridiculous just because you took him in the first round. That's, that's just, that's just my, my opinion. It's, it's, if the Patriots do nothing at wide receiver, fine. But if they do bring in a couple draft picks and especially spend second or thirds, I just can't see Nikhil Harry making this team unless he somehow learned how to play wide receiver during this offseason. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if they if they do draft somebody because then it's going to get very clouded very quickly at the wide receiver position and somebody's going to have to get cut. So if it's Nikhil Harry, it's Nikhil Harry. But if it stays how it is, maybe they'll keep him around and just see if he contribute as like a number five wide receiver. Which I guess would be better. It might be better for him because they have three guys ahead of him, so he really won't play as much, and he won't have a lot of pressure on him like he has the past couple of years, or hopefully at all. Sarah's for you. Cole says, "How about the Celtics winning four straight?" Love it. Although I've been able to barely watch the games because I feel like I, you know, I'm superstitious. So if I stop watching and they play better, then I don't watch. That's what happened last night, and they won by one point. So, you know, I'm doing it for you guys. For all the Celtics fans, I sacrifice it for you. Nice. Mm -hmm. Connor, this next one is directed to you. Uh, Ross needs some advice. He says, should I contact the FBI over my bad KFC order? 100%. (laughs) Make sure they know the exact KFC. So tag the KFC on Twitter and then link the FBI right to them and let them know you want to report them. The FBI, they're they're not good with follow-up, but, you know, it's worth a shot. And just make sure you don't associate yourself with Connor because they apparently don't answer him on yeah, what, yeah, for, for any reason. reason. Yeah, none of, none, of, none of the people answer me on any of these things. <laughs> so just for everybody who doesn't know what's going on, Connor on our Patreon channel the other night told a story how he contacted the FBI via Twitter to protest or for them to investigate a trade that happened in his fantasy football league yep. that he believed two guys were in cahoots. Yeah, which is to- technically illegal. Which is, and technically fantasy football in the stance the way they were doing it is illegal because it's illegal yep. gambling. So Connor was willing to have himself and everybody else in his pool arrested. Because <laughs> that's, of their that's a risk I was willing to take. Do you think you would have wanted like witness protection after that? They would have looked at you as an inside informant? Probably. I mean, if I had to over the trade, whatever trade it was, I don't remember. But I'd be willing to move out to Idaho in the middle of the cornfields if I had to. Well, then you could play the Idaho lottery. I wonder how the Idaho lottery is. It can't be any worse than the Mass State lottery, so maybe I will move to Idaho. Now, you have DM'd uh, the CIA about the Massachusetts lottery, have you not? Yeah, they're they're very non-responsive as well. Not, not thrilled with either organization. 
they have nothing better in the world to do, then they should be investigating the mass lottery, not allowing you to win it. <laughs> you you would think so. I mean, I've played it enough at this point. I would imagine I should have won. So there's something going on. Connor is the only guy I know that is has beef with the lottery. I have legitimate beef with the lottery. They they had they know it. <laughs> well, you haven't really went at them in a while. I, I've been That's waiting. Very for true. You. That's very true. Maybe it will be this Sunday. <laughs> Billy Green says, what will Cam's stats look like this in this season in 2021? Um, better. <laughs> I put nice. out a thing from, well, I mean, like, I, I'm so bad at predicting these kinds of things. Like, don't ask me to do this kind of stuff. I'm horrible at it. Um, I did put out, uh, I, I saw it, I think I was on Facebook by, like, CBS Sports or something, um, where they put out a prediction for his season stats. Um, I put that out on Twitter. I think that they had him over 3,000 yards um, I think it was over 20 touchdowns, um, but double digit interceptions again, a little bit of a lower percentage completion percentage. The problem is, is they didn't include his rushing yards and touchdowns. And I think that's going to be possibly just as good as last year. Um, but I think because of the talent that they brought in and free agency, it's like, again, no excuse for his stats to not be better. Um, so like I said, I'm terrible at predicting that. I don't know about you guys, but. Cam Newton's going to have pedestrian to game managing passing stats around 3000, I think maybe 3,500, anywhere between 15 to 18 touchdowns. I believe double digit interceptions as well. I think running, he'll put up four to 500 yards as normal, maybe another, you know, seven to 10 rushing touchdowns. So he'll be well over 20 with everything else. I think that Damian Harris is going to have a lot of rushing touchdowns this season. I think Sony Michelle is going to have some rushing touchdowns this season. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored on defense as well because they just have basically the the pick machines back. Um, yeah, I see him as a really good game-managing quarterback. I don't think it's going to be anything to write home about. I don't think it's going to be anything to get mad about. 3,500 total yards, 25 total touchdowns. 15 total turnovers. That's my 35 prediction. total, like rushing and rushing passing. and passing. Yep. That, that, Same with that, touchdowns. That's probably fair. That's like probably three, fair. Three, 3,000 passing, 500 rushing, 20 passing touchdowns, five rushing, whatever it might be. 15 total turnovers. So fumbles and interceptions combined. And if he does that with the talent that they have on this team, they should make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I would probably put his touchdowns up to about 28 combined. I'd go about 3-0. I, he, I think he'll be closer to 30 combined just because I think that this team is too good not to allow, allow him to score more touchdowns, especially in the red zone. But yeah, I agree with that. 3,500 sounds about right. And I think a lot of it's going to be set up by his and Damian Harris's legs. Yeah, buddy. I'm hopeful. We're hopeful. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. All right. We should at least pick a couple non-super chats here, Connor, to finish off with. All right. We got one here from... Oh, I hit the wrong one. We got one here from Joe. Said, did McDaniels develop Brady or was he already developed? He was a defensive assistant before coming the QB coach in 2004. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't develop Brady. He he had a part of it. I mean, Brady wasn't completely developed in 2004. So he had a part of his development. But it started with Charlie Weiss as the offensive coordinator. It started with that system. I mean, listen. Don't dismiss what he the the role that McDaniel's had. Brady started got his first start in two thousand one. By two thousand four, no quarterback 
whether it's Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, any quarterback you want to list, they're not developed three years after they get their first start. So yeah, he he had a version or he had some weight into developing Tom Brady. And he's worked with him for so long. I mean, over the years too. So that counts for something. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but Brady worked with a lot of people as well. I think a ton of people had hands in developing him. So I don't think Josh McDaniels was the guy because there have been a ton of people over the years that have have been involved in it. Well, Tom House. Mm -hmm. That too. I'm going to say that Tom Brady found out that my dad called him a bum after he took (laughs) over for Bledsoe. And that's what motivated him to, to become who he is today. If Brady did hear that about your father, he would probably hold a grudge and it would have motivated him. Yeah. Ray wrote <laughs> Ray wrote senior. Yeah. In Toronto, Canada said I'm a bum. He would <laughs> he'd have that written on his wall. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> wrote it in blood. A <laughs> uh, collection of cells says if Cam has around twenty eight to thirty touchdowns, Patriots will have a very good season with a good record. I completely agree. He doesn't need to be fantastic. He just needs to be good. If he can put up those type of numbers, I would be absolutely shocked if they don't make the playoffs. I concur. And they're supposed to have an easier schedule this year than they did last year. So that would help too with an improved team. That they will. are, but they're going to have some tough games ahead of them. Oh, yeah, they do. It's just they had one of the toughest last year. So, I mean, that didn't help either. But you got to yeah. play Atlanta. You got to play Tampa Bay. New Orleans is still going to have a good defense. Then you got to play. I think they got to play Denver. No, they got to play the Raiders. Came in second, right? So they'll have the Raiders this year. Yep. Did Baltimore good? Did Baltimore come in second in the North? Yeah. So they'll have the yeah. Ravens. Oh, they came in third. So that doesn't even matter. What am I talking about? Right, so they they'll, they'll have Denver again. Jeez. Oh, uh, moving on. <laughs> one more let's do one more call it a night. Brent Gustin says what up everyone sorry for being so late had running around to do but if we don't get a QB in the first then I want a corner there are a lot of corners available I'm a big uh, fan of them taking Asante Samuel Jr. hopefully he can be half as good as his father was he, it, will, it will be fantastic or better than his father was that's going to be very hard and to doesn't do doesn't run his mouth afterwards Here's what I want to happen. I want them to draft Asante Samuel Jr. <laughs> and I want them to make him a healthy scratch every single game. And then when Jr. comes to Belichick and says, hey, coach, why don't you ever play me? Belichick, just give him a look and just go, ask your father. <laughs> and just walk away. This is, a, this is a definite possibility that this will happen. All right, one more. Let's right, do Let's more. see. We have... Mike Larry here says, so wait, y'all think Mac Jones getting drafted before Fields? I don't know at this point. I can't I really be honest. Don't know. I don't think so. I, I really don't know what's going to happen. I think Justin Fields will be the number three quarterback yep. out of the draft, to be honest with you. I think that after the first four quarterbacks are taken, in the if the Patriots are considering drafting up, it's going to be looking at Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've seen. I mean, it's the mocks have been changing for you right. know when when the, when San Francisco first moved up, they had um, them drafting Mac Jones. Now that it's been like a week, now it's Justin Fields. So who knows, man? I will tell you in two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> well, we have definitive answers. I'll let you after know. watching the first three picks. We'll tell you. 
That's why you guys are crack analysts. I mean, what, right. can I, what can I tell you? That's just, it's who you are. Guys, thank you to everybody who tuned in live here, watching on YouTube. Thanks, everybody, who participated in the live chat. We appreciate you all. Thank you, everybody, who left Super Chats. Can't tell you how much we appreciate that. Thanks to all of you who are watching this replay. Don't forget to hit that like button and drop a comment. Thanks to all our new subscribers. Thanks to all the OGs who are here every single night for every show. And thanks to everybody who's listening to the podcast on whatever platform you are using. We appreciate all the support from our audience as we try to build this community of football and Patriot fans. Guys, we would like to again thank Manscaped for making Deer Pats Nation possible and helping to make this show go. Go to manscaped.com, use that promo code RayRoute, save yourself 20% and get free shipping when you purchase your male grooming products from manscaped.com. And Connor, all I can say to you is tell me about those Patriots. They're going to be legit, kid. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.